0: Today, we wrap up this series called Renewal. And um, this is the passage we've been using. Go ahead and throw it up there. Each week, we've been hitting this scripture right here. You guys got that one? You don't have it? Okay. All right. We'll get to it in a little bit. Uh, But talking about, there we are. There we are. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. We've been talking about renewal. God makes us new. God makes our families new. Our communities new. God makes things new. But today I want to focus specifically on, like, God uses us to help bring renewal. God uses his church. Uh, I love what Pastor Bill Heibel said years ago, that the, the hope of the world is the local church. It's the body of Christ, living in its you know, full intention. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Before we do, I want to just give a shout out. Um, yesterday, or over the weekend, such an amazing time at the IF gathering. I think we got a picture of just some cool stuff. That happened. Give it up to everybody that came out to that and served at that and made that an amazing time. Um, Join the nationwide conference and uh, just such an, uh, an impactful event. And uh, many, many lives changed. And so I encourage you, if you met someone at that, or maybe it was your first time coming through and now you're back today, hey, continue to connect and grow those relationships and uh, believe what God started in that day. He's going to be faithful to finish. Amen. Amen. And then uh, as I mentioned just a minute ago, uh, uh, last week's sermon, uh, if you didn't get to hear it, Uh, It was on renewal from hurt, maybe things that have happened in your past. And I know we sent out a special email, but I got so much feedback from people going like, hey, you know, I heard the sermon and and I'm at this place now. Hey, I heard the sermon and now I'm thinking about this. I really encourage you, if you haven't heard last week's sermon, go back and listen to it. But then also ask God, okay, God, what would you have me do from here? Like, is is it some counseling? You're going to hear a little bit about this stuff. But okay, God, what's my next step in that? Because we got to be doers of the word not just hearers. Amen. Amen. All right, let's pray. And we're going to jump into something really special. So God, we love you so much. We're So grateful for today, Lord, this day that you have made. Lord, we ask that you speak to us, encourage us, move on our hearts today. God, we know you already are. And God, I pray that as we discuss the plans that you have for this church, God, I pray that you're going to motivate us to go and be and do and be the body that you've called us to be. I thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hey, uh, today we're going to be launching a brand new ministry. I'm going to be introducing you to some new members of what that uh, team looks like. But before we do, I kind of want to share just how we started the church and one of our visions and one of our, you know, our principles or one of our core values, if you will, as a church um, was to live outside of these four walls. Because how many know West Michigan doesn't need another church? Like that's what must we don't need just another church for the sake of doing church. Now I could argue statistically and through analytics and data, um, only f- half of our population in a 30 mile radius even goes to church. So statistically we actually do need more churches, reaching more people, but we don't need more country club churches. Amen. And so the very foundation of launching this church, one of the core phrases we said again and again was we didn't pray, Oh God, give us our city all these teams get together and launch churches and say, God, give us our city, give us our city, give us our city. Instead, we prayed, God, give us to our city. We want to live outside of here. This whole thing is meant for us to be the body who goes out and takes it to the streets and takes it to the communities and takes it to families. And and we get to go meet the needs. And so people would come into the church and they would hear that we're new. Maybe they got a mailer or something like that. And they would come in and they'd say, Hey, pastor, we see you're a new church. And got some questions about the church and all of the questions, most of the time, were all for them. It was all selfish questions. So pastor, like how many, what's your vision for fellowships? How many fellowships are you going to have here? And what kind of classes are you going to have for me? And what kind of programs are you going to put in this for the kids? And are my kids going to be able to do this and do this and do all this kind of stuff? And I was like, Hey, I'm so glad you asked what we do. Here's the way that we reach outside of this building. (laughs) We have Kids Hope and we have Hand to Hand. And here's our serve teams because I never want to build an internally focused church. Can I get an amen today? And God is meant for us to just take it out. That's why uh, the first word, right, of the Great Commission is go, like, go, get get, get out of here. Now, obviously, you know that I love this Sunday morning experience. I love gathering and worshiping together. And then this matters. But I've often said this, when I look back on what we've built I actually hope one of the least things we do as a church is, or one of the least things we're even maybe known for is our Sunday morning experience. Wouldn't it be so awesome if when people think on vertical church, they think, oh wow, they're there for the hurting and they're there for those who need recovery and they're there in schools and they're there and they go through all the list of things vertical. Oh yeah. And they do have church too. (laughs) That's what I believe God's intention for a church is. Are you with me? And so today I want to introduce to you some teams that are going to help us take this thing further than just Sunday morning church, further than just country club church. Are you with me today? Because God's called us. He said, hey, I'm the kind, Jesus, right? I'm the kind that'll leave the 99 for the one. Well, where's the one? We got to find the one and let the one know that we're there for him. Are you with me? And so uh, we've launched this thing, and you're going to hear the pieces of it here over this next several minutes, but we're launching what we're calling our care team. It's made up of a multitude of of ministry people, and I'm going to take you through what that looks like. But one thing you're going to see before I introduce to you uh, some of the different members, one thing that you're going to notice is in the bathrooms, uh, on the sinks, in the back of the stalls, in different places, you're going to find the ability to scan a QR code. So maybe someone finds themselves in one of these categories, an abuse situation, whether it be sexual abuse, physical abuse, maybe someone finds themselves in an unplanned pregnancy, or they need post-abortive care, or they're struggling with an addiction, or mental health uh, situations. There are many people that come into churches and say, I would never go down to a prayer room. Or stop a pastor after service and say, pastor, I need help in maybe some of these categories. But what they would do is confidentially scan a QR and say, hey, I need help. Will somebody help me? Well, now this automatically kicks them into communication with us. That's going to stay absolutely anonymous. It's going to stay not not going to get blasted out to everybody. It's going to be sent to those who need to know. And we can step in and start handling uh, some of these uh, really high care situations. And uh, I'll say this, if the church isn't involved in these categories, that means the world will be. And if the world is, they get to lead in the solutions. And many of the times those solutions are not God's solutions. And so this is why we create a team like this where we say, hey, listen, scan in. Let us know. We're here to help. We're going to be able to respond. We're going to get you the biblical care that you need, and we're going to stand with you and care with you and walk alongside you. And so you're going to see those things in different places, our facility. You're going to see different places on the website. And so I'm just here to tell you, uh, if you ever hear of or know of anybody or maybe in the workplace or school or something like that, you connect with somebody who maybe needs help in these areas. We're here. We've always been here to help in this, but this is a more targeted, specific, we've been, you're going to see here in a minute, teams have been getting trained to to perfectly help in these situations. And I think it matters more than it's ever mattered before in the hour that we live in. Can I get an amen? All right. Would you please help them? Welcome me to the stage, the Making Life Disciples team. Give it up to them as they come on up here. Just kind of make a, make a line here and, uh, there's a few people that, that aren't with us, but want to let you know, many of you have heard from us. Um, we've had Positive Options, the ministry uh, uh, come through, and um, they've held different classes and trainings and things like that. And so Positive Options trains the church in unplanned pregnancy care, but then uh, post-abortive care and all, all different things related uh, to that. And that is an issue that affects both men and women. Uh, Many people don't think and, and understand that that really impacts, especially in the topic of abortion, that affects both men and women. And so this team here and some others have been taking the time to get trained and to get educated and to get all the information and tools through Positive Options. But aside from just those trainings, they've been meeting together very regularly to pray just to get together and pray. And they've been praying and praying and praying consistently. And so this team plus others, um, again, have been just committed to this where they're saying, hey, we're going to go after the one. Uh, We're going to go after the one who uh, needs our help outside of this church and outside of these four walls. And hey, what can we do to stand alongside and be there and listen? Each of them all have a different, very powerful, incredible story look down the row, you see their eyes are full of tears, which has got me. I didn't know that it was going to be that way. But that's, that's the heart of shepherds here who want to stand along people. Both you see men and women saying, Hey, you're not going to go through this hurt alone. You're not going to go through this trauma, this experience, this thing alone. We're, we're going to stand with you. Do you know, sadly, most men and women, when surveyed, whether they're experiencing unplanned pregnancy, or they're walking through post-abortive care, every time asked on a survey, they say the last place I would ever go for help would be a church because I would feel judged and shamed. You know, it wasn't too long ago that churches used to kick people like that out of the church. And now we're saying, no, 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 bring it in, bring it in. We got you. We're going to love you. We're going to stand with you. Can I get an amen today? And so this, yeah, all right. Yeah. Give it up for these guys one more time so they all have amazing stories. They all have amazing hearts. You're going to hear more of it in the upcoming days. But again, I'm telling you, this is a part of the church, but also God may use you to connect with somebody that we get to then connect to them and see God's glory be brought. Amen. Amen. Give it up for them one more time as they're seated. Kind of in that category as well, uh, we are prepared and connected and trained um, in that domestic abuse and that sexual abuse category. There's some ministries that we're linked up with that, again, when those surveys come in, we're going to be able to jump in and respond and get the right kind of help. So, again, if you ever hear of those, of course, there's emergency care. You know, if something is immediately happening in emergency care, take the proper procedures to do that. But if you're hearing of some things where, where someone needs somebody to talk to and walk through um, both sexual and domestic, uh, we, we can step in and get the care that we need there in that category as well. Another category I'm excited to let you know about, and, and you've heard about this just a little bit, um, but our recovery ministry is something that we so believe in. So please welcome with me, Josh Cannon, as he makes his way up here. I met Josh Cannon uh, just after COVID, and uh, you guys remember Daniel Nino uh, was leading worship for us, and he brought Josh in. They're great friends, and it's amazing, man. Just a couple years ago, it was a whole different story for your life. Uh, When I met you, didn't have a driver's license because it was taken away from drunk driving uh, history. Uh, Weren't married. I still don't know how you pulled that off, but (laughs) Amy (laughs) Right? Yeah. And, uh, And so just in a few short times. It's funny. I'll spend time with him. Uh, we were at launch a couple of weeks ago and uh, I'm just sitting there looking at him while he's talking. Shocker. He's talking. <laughs> but uh, I was just looking at him thinking like, man, what God has done in two and a half years in your life, like this is amazing. And what I love about him is he wasn't like, oh, phew, I'm, th- that's no longer me. I've experienced my renewal. I'm out of here. He's like, I want this for other people now. Like, I'm going to give my life to seeing recovery in other people's lives. And so I want you to know, you know, recovery doesn't just mean from drugs and alcohol. I mean, we all struggle with all different kinds of addictions. And um, I mean, you have some pretty simple things from, you know, video gaming has become a big thing in a generation uh, that has become an addiction. It's robbing families. It's robbing dads of being good parents. And, um, you know, so gaming and shopping and just all of the different things out there. And so recovery is such a huge heart of God. You've heard me talk about restoration. And even last week, God takes broken things, puts them back together, makes something really beautiful. That's their testimony here, right? And so his desire and some of his team's desire is to see that recovery happen. How can we see God take broken things, put them back together, make them more beautiful than ever? And so same things happen when someone scans in, says, I'm struggling with an addiction. I'm bound in this thing that, that I don't know my way out of. We're going to get that information, we're gonna get that person linked up with the proper person, you know, female to female, a male and a male. But we'll we'll get the right things linked up, and we'll come alongside, and we'll say, "All right, God's gonna do it. If He's done it for you, He can do it for you." Right? He's no respecter of person. And um, I think in the hour that we live in, the enemy is working so hard to keep people distracted. Some of that's pace, but some of that is just they're zoned out because they're on substance and they're addicted, and they're and the reason it's keeping them so distracted is because this is our hour to go win the harvest is plentiful. And so um, let's, let's believe that God's going to do some amazing things and and see lives restored. And so wanted you to know about Josh in the same regard. If you hear of someone who's struggling, someone reaches out to you and says, you know what? So-and-so's having such a hard time with this issue. You say, Hey, good news. We got a care team. And we named it care team because I didn't want it to be scary. Like this is the crisis team. No, we care. We care. We scare because we care. That's Monsters Inc. But this is like, we care, okay? It's not scary. We care. But, uh, but this is it. Hey, we care to be a part of your story. We, we care to be a part of your life and see what, what God can do through it. Amen? Amen? Amen. Give it up for Josh. Yeah. Another big piece of this ministry, you see, is kind of the mental health and counseling wing of it. And so I'm going to ask three more people to come up here. I'm going to have Andrea Sierra and my mother-in-law, Connie. Why don't you guys make your way up here? Yeah, give it up for them as they come up. All right. I'll just kind of take a little bit of time and and talk through each. But um, mental health and uh, just figuring out, you know, this crazy world that we live in. You know, it wasn't just too long ago that everybody used to kind of agree on a baseline of morality. We could kind of look at like, all right, we all kind of, you know, you kids can go play at the neighbors over there because we all at least agree kind of upon this. Now you have no idea. (laughs) Truth is not so much truth anymore, all this stuff. And so when it comes terms and times of being like, hey, here's what is truth. The only way that we're gonna build foundations of truth in people's life is if we do it based upon God's word, his truth, which is the way, truth, and life, right? Like, and so if you run to the internet to find solutions, waywardness could happen pretty quickly. Sometimes if we even run to secular counseling, boy, you could really run into some wayward information. And so we need people who know God's word and know his truth and are spirit empowered. Can I get an amen? (laughs) That are going to say, Hey, God has better for you. God has a plan for you. He has a way for you. And so this team here uh, has a heart for that. I just recently started connecting with Andrea here. She reached out to me and was like, "Um, Hey, I'm kind of working on these kind of things. And, and I was like, "Uh, because this is what I do. She's like, Hey, I'm kind of working on these things and my heart's for this. And I was like, awesome. Let's have a meeting so I can dump, gasoline all over that fire and i did that right yeah. <laughs> so um but she she's stepping into some really neat uh both coaching and counseling and and like advice giving and standing alongside and so um her ministry is really neat in, in a lot of different ways but she works in enneagram a little bit so if some of you have in, uh, interest in that now a lot of, i know a lot of people say that's the devil that's witchcraft everything in the world is devil in the witchcraft right now. you you know, you go pump gas, you're involved in witchcraft, I think. But, uh, <laughs> when it's redeemed, when it's restored, you know, when our, and, and I'm not even going to get into untangling all that, but a lot of you have interest in that scripture says this, let a man examine himself. And I think that there are so many different tools out there that we can use to go, Oh really? That's why I react like that. That's why I do things like that. And, um, and we've used it in our life and our counselor uses that and our kids, my daughter, the oldest, she's 11. She'll tell me to stop being my Enneagram number. Dad, stop being a seven right now. You're being a seven. And uh, it's a good tool. Is it happening in your house, Cody? I know it does. Yeah. Yeah. But um, all sorts of great coaching and counseling and advice. And her heart is to see people freed and restored. And so she came in and had documents and binders and passion, and we're going through all this kind of stuff. And so um, that's, that's one way that maybe it's in your marriage, or maybe you just want to be a little bit better at what you do or be a little bit better maybe in your parenting. Um, this is just an awesome opportunity. And you're going to hear more. There are going to potentially be some classes and some different things uh, that she can offer. And so I uh, would love for you to know more and get to know her. And um, I know you're on Facebook and uh, you can find her on there. And she goes live and teaches uh, every once in a while. So I would love, love, love for you to get to know more uh, from her and you'll hear more in upcoming days. This is Sierra. And uh, you guys know Sierra. Um, She's the handler of Cody uh, throughout the week. Yeah. And uh, it is a big job. We got these office windows, you know, and and Cody's right down the road. And I see Sierra gets Cody out. And she tells him every day, walk right down there and go in that. He's like, okay. And he's going down It Works works good. Yeah. (laughs) He does it. Sometimes she texts me. He got scared halfway. Will you go get him? He's And I got to go back out there and get him. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh. Sierra what's yeah Sierra has a heart for for counseling and seeing people uh, made new and renewed and renewal and uh before we even hired them as we drove around and talked about what God could maybe do in all our lives she was sharing about her ministry passions and some of the schooling she's been through and so one of the things that they've been I'll say dabbling in this year Uh, because they're looking to do it at a a bigger scale this year is uh, a ministry that they're involved in called keys to freedom. And this is just a really cool way for some people to get together and say, Hey, this is where we are now. But if we trust God along the process, and we involve people in our lives, and, and we hold each other accountable, and we pray together, and, we, and we're together, and we spend devoted time, we believe some of these keys are going to unlock the freedom that God has for us. And so it's a very specific and organized process. And um, you're going to be hearing more from her. And I know Cody's been doing it with some guys in the church as well. And so um, it's something I believe that through this care team, you know, we're going to be able to link people up and, and go, okay, this is the year that we unlock that freedom, that we step out of that stuff. We find this renewal and move into this, and um, God will do big things through it. Amen? Amen. And then, of course, my mother-in-law down here. Give it up for her who puts up with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Many of you know this, she's, she's been with us since the launch of the church and for that entire duration as well. She's had a counseling, also call it healing center here uh, at City on a Hill, just down the hallways. You'll see the vertical healing center, uh, but she's got degrees on top of degrees and books on tops of books and all sorts of experience. Um, we'll never know like how many hours like I've preached and studied or you've counseled, but thousands and thousands of hours of sitting with people and seeing their lives restored and and healed and connected uh, through God's power. And, um, she loves people, loves people more than she should, meaning just doesn't know boundaries, you know, like just (laughs) that sounded inappropriate. I mean it in the most like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but just, Love, loves people, loves, loves to see God move uh, in their heart. And so um, you'll be able to find Vertical Healing Center. We do have a Facebook page for that. But same thing, if someone comes in and needs help, is struggling, whether it be a marriage or a parenting situation, we can immediately connect things and, uh, and get that all, all uh, where God needs it to go. And um, it matters. It would be easy for me if church was just songs and a sermon. God never designed church to be songs in a sermon. Acts two, the birth of it all was like, hey, you all get together and heal each other, help each other, share goods, interact. And you're gonna hear more about this in the upcoming uh, months. But it's like, hey, if someone needs a roof, they were like, we got your roof. Hey, if someone needs mental health help, we got your mental health help. That's the book of Acts. It's like, get the, get together on this. And so this care team helps us extend that and do that at a higher level. And um, I believe it's going to bring healing and restoration to many, not just here, but outside of here. Amen? Yeah. Can you give it up for them real good as they make their way? Yeah. Awesome. I want to read this quote that I wrote down before we wrap up. And it's a quote by Pastor Bill Johnson. He says this, He says, when you keep it within the walls, it dies. He says, when you take it out where Jesus intended it to be, it happens. I want it to happen. I want God's kingdom to come here on earth. I want it to do what God's designed it and called it and uh, created it to be. And that's all of us being our part. You know, we're going to get this stuff kind of launched. And maybe today you're here and you're saying... Hey, I want to be a part of something like that. How can I be involved? We're we're going to get you more information as it grows. Uh, But getting this set in place, I believe, is going to be a step in seeing it happen for the kingdom. Can I get an amen? Amen. One more thing that is kind of a random, uh, but Reese, come up here real quick. Everybody get up for this guy named Reese. Come on up here, bud. What's up, bud? You, you don't have, well maybe you can here. I might have you say something. This is Reese. Uh, you don't have same thing yet. Uh, this is Reese. I met him on Wednesday. We were having staff meeting and uh, someone brought him up to our office and was like, "You need to talk to this guy." And usually you're like, "Oh great." <laughs> and uh, he came up in my office. We were having staff meeting and sat him down, and right away I was like. This is a divine connection. Uh, Reese is from South Africa, and uh, he's one of the boldest, most courageous in the small amount of time that I've ever known somebody, because we've probably known each other 45 minutes. (laughs) I was like, the hand of God is on this young man. How old are you again?
1: 26.
0: 26. And uh, he comes to America for a certain amount of time, and he just literally door knocks Churches. Which has got to be the worst job in the world because I know pastors. (laughs) He door knocks churches because he's looking to get people trained to come to South Africa because they're preaching and leading and establishing ministries in some of the most unchurched, non-gospel, ever heard locations. So he kind of recruits people here, goes back to South Africa, sets up all of their ministry opportunities that they're going to go back into people come in they get connected everybody that he recruited goes and does the ministry then he comes back to America and I'm telling you that's the worst job in the world to come back here and we already have a hard enough time getting people to serve in our churches let alone give a guy like him who we don't know the opportunity to, to go and so the boldness that he just shows up in and says hey I'm believing God is going to and so I said yeah man we let's get connected let's talk and then he said yeah it's going to change for me a little bit you got to hear this it's going to change for me a little bit. My boss said he's going to change what I do right now. He said I'm not going to be in South Africa. I said, "What are you going to do right now?" Well, my boss told me uh Indonesia has all these different islands and they're, you know, completely unheard the gospel. And so my boss told me that my next assignment is to buy a ticket on a ship and go to one of those islands and not come back basically. <laughs> kind of. Okay. Yeah. Kind of. But pretty close to that. Which is funny because we have a hard time keeping our commitment to serve at church just once a month. He's getting a ticket on a ship and (laughs) going to preach till Jesus comes home. (laughs) So it's a divine connection. I believe that we're going to be a church that's going to support and we're going to send and we're going to encourage. And um, my name is spelled R-E-E-C-E, C-E, which is very unusual. Most people put the S there because the candy and all that kind of stuff. And he texts me. I gave him my number. He texts me on Friday. He said, Hey, this is Reese with a C. I was like, This is really divine. This is crazy over here. It's so crazy. I know you got another church to go to, but the scripture says that you you don't, anytime, to steward your money in a way that you can give to every good work. Every good work. And you know this, in the 10 years of the church, we're, we've never done what I'm about to ask you to do, we've never done this. But I believe that we have the opportunity to send him with prayer, but also with whatever financial opportunity you can do. And, uh, and so we're going on vacation, I think, in two hours, three hours, as soon as second service is done, we're taking off on vacation for the week. And so I would never ask you to do something that I wouldn't do. And, and we don't have a way of doing digital or anything like that. So those of you crazy cash carriers, the only reason I brought cash is, one, I would never ask you to do something I wouldn't do. And the other thing is, this is my vacation money. This is my pina colada money, and I really like pina coladas. <laughs> so I'm going to start, but if God lays it on your heart, here, here, it's good, bud. <laughs> if God lays it on your heart, we're going to pray, we're going to pray. If God lays it on your heart, and we've never done this in 10 years, and I know this is kind of a weird thing, you're not supposed to do this anymore, but I want the old, they, they call it the Pentecostal handshake. You get up, you put some money in your hand, let's put it in his hand, yeah, yeah, and um. And let's just, if God leads you to do your highest and best, let's send him. Because you leave when?
1: I leave on Friday.
0: Yeah. So he leaves in a week to go back and start to set up all this other stuff. And so we want to send him strong and well. He is doing the Lord's work. Yeah. He's doing the Lord's work. And, and you're going to hear more uh, about like our relationship and however this establishes, because I believe it's a divine connection. And I know not all of us carry cash and all that kind of stuff. So if you need to take off watches and jewelry and stuff, we got good pawn shops. <laughs> but... Whatever the Lord leads you to do, don't give because I said anything, um, but, but but really God is in this and it's going to be amazing. Why don't you say just a couple of things that the Lord leads you?
1: Um, I'm, first of all, I'm blown away. So to kind of give you an idea of why I do what I do is because I remember being 16 and I said, Lord, if you are who you say you are mm-hmm. and I don't find you now, then I'm the idiot in the equation. Mm-hmm. I said, Lord, I'm going to give you, if I gave, if I'm going to give a career a shot before I give you a shot, then I'm, I'm missing the point. And so I left everything and I I wrote my last high school exam and I drove from South Africa to Zambia to do ministry. I was 18 and knew nothing, knew nothing. And I saw the Lord just take someone who was willing to say yes to his kingdom. Mm -hmm. And when I started seeing that, I started seeing him say, like, saw how he fought for me even before I didn't want to be fought for. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I go, is because people don't realize what he's done. And so they're okay with what they have. I think the Mm -hmm. biggest thing for me is that I was afraid of being okay. with missing out on everything that he had for me. That was the scary part, is that there's people that are convinced that they're actually okay with missing out on what the Lord has for them, and that's just not the truth. Mm-hmm. And so when you come in love, when you, when you come like Paul and say, hey, I don't have elegant words and wisdom, but the, but the power of, and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit, yeah. and people's lives get changed, that's why you fight. Mm-hmm. And so... I've been able to be young and single and just get up and go, and so I just keep doing that, and I'm going to keep doing that because I felt fought for for the first time in my life when I, when I got introduced to the Lord. And so coming here and going from church to church, is, it's, it's, it's difficult, <laughs> but people are worth fighting for. Um, and there are so many people that are scared that they just automatically assume that the light is red on their life. And I've literally just lived like a toddler saying, Lord, if I'm on the edge of a cliff and I'm going the wrong way, you're going to grab me. Mm -hmm. But if not, I'm going to keep going like the light is green. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of why I rocked up. I was like, Lord, you've provided for me all this time. You have people that partner with me and I'm good to go. Lord, I'm going to keep sharing your your heart. I I get to see two nations change at the same time. The people that come with me and they come back and they get set on fire and we become accountable for what we know. It's, It's one of those things like if I had to... If I had to go into a jewelry store right now and rob it, like, mm-hmm. I could not be arrested and say, Officer, I, I, I actually didn't know that stealing was against the Lord. It's like, yeah. you become accountable. So when you start to say yes to the Lord, and you see Him use you, you mm-hmm. become accountable to your yes. Yeah. Saying, Lord, if you use me in this, you can use me in that. If you set me free from this, you can set me free from that. You can also use me to set other people free. Like you were saying, sir, like, I could just see in your heart, like, you got set free, and he's like, "If the, you can do it for me, Lord. Yeah. There's no reason why you can't do it for anyone else. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. It's like, Lord, if you pursued me, you've pursued us all. And if you can get to me, I'll make sure that I'm the one that helps you get to everyone else. Sure. So that's kind of just been my heart. And so thank you.
0: Let me pray for you. Stretch your hands towards Reese. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful, Lord, that you put us together. Lord, I thank you for all that you're ordaining in Reese's life. And God, we just pray right now a hedge of protection around him and his ministry and all the places that he'll go. God, I I just pray that whatever the enemy meant for evil, God, you're going to turn for good. Lord, anything that sets itself up may try to set itself up against him and the work that you have. We speak and we rebuke and we say it will come to naught. God, I thank you uh, for his Wisdom and his knowledge, Lord, I, I pray that it increases in him. God, I thank you that uh, the boldness and the power and the fire that you have in him, God, I pray a protection over it, God, that it, it only burns brighter, it only gets hotter. God, I pray that the, the cares of the world and the concerns of the time, God, I pray that they don't hinder him, that they don't affect him, God, that they don't put dents in him that would cause him to run slow. But God, I thank you that uh, you're, gonna, you're aiming him, Lord, into the perfect places. Lord, you're going to give them the eyes to see. Lord, your word says the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Lord, I thank you that you're ordaining every perfect step. Lord, I thank you that uh, financially and physically, Lord, you're sending and providing and equipping everything that he needs. Lord, he honors you. He loves you. He has a passion for you. His his yes is forever to you. So, God, we're honored. We're grateful to be able to stand and sin. In Jesus' name, amen.